0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mike Springston FFC Coaching You in the Word podcast. I pray that you're being blessed. We want to welcome those of you that will be joining this uh, message on Lift Him Higher Radio, um, and of course through our our uh, YouTube and Facebook uh, posts as well. Today we are. Uh, doing part two of a message we started actually two weeks ago, the development of the inner man, and the, this is part two of the fruit of the inner man. So we're going to go into that right away. You enjoy the teaching, and I'll be back with you in a few minutes. Teaching on the development of the inner man, uh, and the title of today's message was the fruit of the inner man. So I want to begin there. Uh, we came to you today from Matthew seven nineteen and 20, uh, maybe 21, uh, concerning uh, uh, the fruit that should be hewn down and that you'll know them by their fruit. Let's have a quick word of prayer and then I'll get into the word. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Open our eyes that we can see our ears, that we can hear in our heart, that we can understand what the word of God is saying to us. Then may we apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear son. We yield ourselves, sanctify ourselves, and surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit. We ask you, Father, for Jesus to speak and the Holy Spirit to reveal and us to be used to share the truth. We'll give you praise in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Amen and amen. Now, we have exposed today the most protected part of ...of the divine plan of God for mankind. We saw it. We've read about it in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 2 and 3. We heard Jesus talk about it in Luke chapter 4, 16 through 18. And then we saw John reveal it in Revelation chapter five, sixteen. The man that was looked in the midst, who looked like he was slain had the seven horns and the seven eyes, and those seven horns and seven eyes were the Spirit of God that went throughout the entire earth. So we've exposed the darling of God, what Psalms 22 identified as the darling, the inner man, the most protected part of the divine plan of God for mankind. The enemy could have his flesh, but he could not invade the space of the darling, the spirit of God, the seven spirits that were in Jesus Christ that gave him the ability to be in two places at one time. See, when we look into Revelation 5, 16, we find out that those eyes, those seven spirits went throughout the world, but at the same time, he was there as the man who was worthy and able to take the book. Jesus Christ is the man that is full of the thing that God had to protect in order to bring mankind into the inner understanding. Of the relationship of his spirit to himself. Our inner man. Our inner relationship. Therefore Jesus clearly says. It's not what goes into a man that corrupts him. But it's what comes out of the man. Now we understand that Jesus. In Revelations 5 and 6. Jesus Christ. Our high priest. Our Lord and our man in the Godhead. Has exposed. The divine plan of God. That would work as eyes going to and fro to perfect the heart of man. God has given us, given us the mystery hidden from the foundation of the world. From this inner man, the anointing and the presence of God was expressed that allowed Jesus to operate in both worlds at the same time. The divine plan of God for his relationship to the believer is now known. We may not understand it just yet, but it is now known. His intention to operate the divine economy of God that includes the economy of heaven, operating and functioning for the benefit and well-being of every believer. Hi, Marvin. The experience then becomes the flow of rivers of living water that brings the tree of life into action into every man, woman, boy, and girl who is a believer in Jesus Christ. Now, for this purpose, Paul has taught us concerning the spirit of life in Romans 8 that resulted in both life and peace. And there's more in this tree of life issue that I won't go into right now. Now, this morning, I got into the first two parts of the three places of what was happening to Paul as he was developing the inner man. I want to go into the third part of that. And that is that what was he being brought to that brought his body under subjection? Because we can identify with the dying part and uh, we can identify with the force of the seven spirits of God but can we understand what was bringing Paul's body into the position where he would be subjecting himself to the seven spirits of God. So let's move into that third development. What was bringing his body? What was he bringing his body to be subject to? So his Paul's body was being brought under subjection to the anointing that resided in the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus. Those seven horns, they identified seven anointings. Jesus was anointed with wisdom, with understanding, with counsel, with might, with knowledge, with the fear of the Lord and with divine judgment. Those were anointings that were in his life. Now, when we understand that anointing, these seven anointings and the eyes that are going to and fro, what are they doing? Well, they are the presence of God where the eyes of God are going to and fro to determine where and when these anointings are in the requirement to be manifested. See, the Bible said that Jesus said in John 14 that I will come to you. I will manifest myself to you. Now, through this new exposure of the seven spirits of God, the most pro- protected part of the divine plan of God. Now, you have to see that because Jesus ravaged on the cross. When we read uh, Isaiah 53, we know how uh, roughly, how terribly, He was treated, but yet not a bone was broken, not one part of his inner man, not one part was injured. But yet when we hear Jesus speaking in Luke chapter 4, we hear him speaking directly to the inner man. We see him speaking to those that are poor, those that are broken, those that are inner bruised those that are blind, those that are captive, and those that have lost freedom. He's speaking to the inner man, and he's saying in the inner man is where your poverty reigns. In the inner man is where you're broken. In the inner man is where you're bruised and captive and blind. So out of the inner man, Jesus is ministering. Hello, Michelle. Jesus is ministering. If we will come into the understanding of what's been exposed to us, what has been given to us, sent throughout the earth as an anointing and a presence, then we will begin to understand the necessity, the requirement in the heavenly economy for the welfare of the believer to minister to, to receive, and to accept What the seven spirits of God are attempting to do through the anointing in our inner man. When we do, we then come under a new style of leadership. We're not led around by what we smell. We're not led around by what we see or what we hear. We're not led around by what we feel, touch. We're not led by any of that. We're led by the leadership and the guidance and the command of the anointing of Christ that's on the inside of us. Now, what happens to us? Well, now watch now, we stop living by the seen and we begin to function by the unseen. We begin to move into a realm where we're living out of the inner man and not out. So how do we do that? Well, the first thing that we have to do is having understood that there is an anointing on the inside of us. We have to protect that. We have to look inwardly to ensure that not one thing that we do, not one word that we say, not one action that we take, not one deed, not one behavior would ever run across or against the anointing. So we are constantly looking inside for answers. Now, what happens if we say or do something? Well, what we do is we make it right. Years ago, I had a lady that mistreated me. She mistreated me terribly. I got internally all bent out of shape about it. It it, it angered me. I went and I began to take stock of myself and the Holy Ghost checked me. What are you getting angry about? Protect your anointing. So I went back to the lady, even though I was not in the wrong. I did nothing wrong. I simply asked for two of something that was free. I mean, it was free to everybody. I said, ma'am, I'm sorry for, for asking you for something that obviously you didn't feel like you should give. And then I said to her, you know, I've got an anointing on the inside of me that i got to protect. So I apologize. Why? Because I'm more interested in what's going on in my inner man than I am in my outer man. We live in a world that all they want is vengeance. Get back. Don't don't let him do that to you. I was listening to a documentary the other day about a famous basketball player who was in a uh, big uh, Olympic ordeal and they were practicing. And he began to say, don't let him do that to you. Get him. You got to get him back for that. See the vengeance mentality, the competition mentality. What I'm interested in is a mentality of the heavenly economy. There's not going to be any, uh, any uh, competition in heaven, my friend. There's not going to be anybody worrying about who got the most in heaven. Everybody in heaven is going to be totally prepared for. Everybody in heaven. Now, if everybody in heaven, if there are no tears, there's no death, there's no financial issues in heaven, then, my friend, in our spirit, man, we should be functioning exactly the same way. That's why the Bible said that we could roll the cares of this life on to him. Why? Because he cares for us. So we need to begin to look inwardly and listen inwardly to find the answers about how we should deal with the things that come up in our lives. And we should learn from the inward man, the wisdom, the understanding, the counsel, the might, the knowledge the fear of the Lord, and judgment to make certain that when we respond out of our natural man, now watch now, that what is coming out of us reflects those seven spirits. What is coming out of us reflects those seven spirits. So we look inwardly for answers and we make sure that what comes out of us is full of love, joy, peace, goodness, gentleness, temperance, meekness, long-suffering, and faith. See, these are the things that must come out of us. I've known many people in my life that absolutely were set and ready for a confrontation. We should not be set and ready for confrontation. No, not confrontation that profits nothing, that brings about nothing. That people walk away from and nothing was accomplished. Anything that we do should be bringing out of ourselves the seven spirits of God. And they should walk away feeling two things. They should walk away feeling like they have just heard from God in heaven above. And they have just gotten a revelation about the anointing from how you dealt with them. Isn't that beautiful? God has given us the most protected thing that he had in Jesus Christ for us to navigate this world with so that we can expose the seven spirits of God that are in the anointing from Christ Jesus. Now, secondly, we need to seek that anointing. We need to begin to pray about that anointing. Paul told us this when he said, and the life that I now live, I live after the faith of the Son of God. He said, I'm seeking that faith. I'm seeking that anointing. I'm looking into what he has to say about it. I am going, I'm dying to what I want to do. There are times, I'm sure, when every man wants to go out and, and smack them upside the head. I'm sure of that. They want to grab them by the chest. They want to say whatever they, well, what we need to do is we need to look inside to find the anointing that is in us. A few years ago, there was a situation I encountered where a man was doing something on my football field and threatening people on my football field. And I had two guys walk up and they were going to strong arm him. And and, uh, they he literally turned to them and looked at him and scared him off. He came up to me and he began to run off at the mouth. He began to tell me what he was going to do to me and what he was going to do to my players and what he was going to do to this one. He began to spout all kinds of racial epitaphs. Do you know what came out of me? I didn't roll up my sleeve and ball up my dukes and say, hey, let's go at it right here. I didn't talk about, I got to protect these kids from you. So, uh, you know, me and you would just have to throw down right here. No, no, no. Out of my mouth came, You don't know who I am, do you? And he looked at me and said, I don't give a who you are. And I walked up nose to nose with him and I said, I am a man of God anointed by the Holy Ghost. And he fell backwards. He stumbled backwards about five yards. When he righted himself, he started up again. I walked right up to him and I said, I told you, I'm an anointed man of God and full of the Holy Ghost. And he ducked his head and said, Oh preacher, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. I said, let's go to your car. He took four or five steps. He turned around and he started again. And I raised my finger. He stumbled backwards. And I said, I told you, you're dealing with the Holy Ghost." He and I walked with my arm around his back about 100 yards to his car. He never said another word. See, out of my flesh could have come my desire to fight. And he was bigger than me, so I probably would have not stood a whole bunch of chance. But out of the anointing came the response that drove the devil back. Now, my friend. It is from that anointing that you and me need to seek. We need to seek the anointing in our business life. We need to seek the anointing in our driving life. We need to seek the anointing in our work life. We need to seek the anointing in our home life. We need to seek the anointing in dealing with our children. Seeking the anointing. This is the answer. Paul said that the life that I now live. I'm living based on the faith Of Jesus Christ. What was he living in? The anointing. (laughs) He was living in the presence of almighty God. The anointing was coming out of him. He was actively pursuing Paul was. The anointing that was in Christ. Thirdly. We need to allow the peace of God through that anointing. To be made to be our umpire. Look at Colossians 3, 15 and 16 and let the peace of God. Now watch this rule in your hearts. Well, where's your heart? It's your inner man, inner man. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. The innermost expression of man to which also you are called in one body. Huh? Isn't that interesting? Because Jesus tells us in John 40, 50, 16 that we are to be one with him and the Father. Paul says that we are to let the peace of that oneness rule in our hearts. This peace of God is made and meant to rule your inner man. It is how the anointing will rule you. And while ruling your inner man will manifest itself in the answers required for your outer man now wait a minute isn't that what jesus told us in john 14 15 16 when he told us about the holy spirit didn't he say that he would lead you reprove you guide you encourage you comfort you give you what to say and when to say it and show you things to come well sure he did how do those things manifest They only manifest when you allow the peace of God, the prosperity of God, to rule and reign in your inner man. You are called to one body, the body that is in oneness with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And you are called to be thankful. It is for this rule that we come into that condition of oneness. We're to be grateful for his indwelling presence. Now, when we operate in the flesh and doing and executing the things of the flesh, well, this is what we're doing. We are rebelling against the inner man. Now, what happens? Let me tell you what happens. We rebel against the inner man and it feels so good. Oh, it feels good to tell someone that makes you mad what you think of. Them. It feels good to tell your boss at some point or another to yourself or otherwise how you feel about it. It feels good to strike with the tongue, doesn't it? Doesn't it? We all know it does. The problem with that is, is that when we become a striker, when we lash out physically or verbally, what we are doing is showing the control of, Of our inner man. Is in our natural man. Not in our spiritual man. See. When we rebel by behaviors. That are contrary to the anointing. Then we are out of control in our spirit man. We did not resist the devil. Therefore he did not flee. As a matter of fact. He manifested. See. We have to be cognizant aware that what we do reflects the emphasis that we have placed in the inner man this thankfulness then reflects our desire to live from the inside out we have to be cognizant of what the inner man is doing because we can suppress and oppress the inner man we can stomp on the inner man we can be saved and suppress the inner man going on everywhere in the Christian world today. We can be saved and live the same way the world lives. We can look like the world, act like the world, talk like the world, and think like the world, and yet still profess to know Christ in the inner man. Now, my friend, if we do that, if we do that, the Holy Spirit is going to draw back He's not going to overrun what you really want to do. But if you will look into the inner man and seek the anointing and look inwardly for answers, the Holy Ghost will manifest himself. He promised. Jesus promised us he would. Now watch. Let the word. Now the word here is logos. That word in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16 is logos, which is the divine expression of God. Let the divine expression of God, let the divine expression of God. It's how John described Jesus to us in John chapter one, the 10 divine expressions of God that were wrapped in his physical self. Let the word of Christ, the divine victoriously anointed one, the expression of the divine anointing and the divine presence that is not hindered, by time, space, or material. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Now Paul uses the term here in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Where is the wisdom of God that must be taught? and that must be put in mind, we must put ourselves in mind of. Where does that song that must be sung come from? We saw them experience the Lamb in Revelation chapter 5. And it immediately, immediately when they experienced the Lamb and the seven spirits of God in the Lamb that were operating as strongly in heaven as they were in the earth, that were sent to have eyes that went to and fro, But they were operating wisdom, understanding, counsel, might knowledge, the fear of the Lord and judgment were operating in heaven, just like they have been sent to operate in the earth. They immediately began to worship. It was met with the recognition of worship. Now, watch what came next. And it was met with the recognition of the prayers of the saints. That's an interesting thought. Why? Because it is from these prayers. That the anointing in the presence of God have been released to express grace to you from these prayers that are in the vials held by the beast and the and the uh, elders, that the grace of God has been released in the seven spirits of God. Do not think that there is not a ministry in heaven that is in operation. Now notice this. The seven spirits of God were in operation in ministry in heaven, according to Romans Revelation 5.16. They're also in ministry in the earth, according to Revelation 5.16. So do not ever think that there is not a ministry that has been prepared by God to not only address, but to meet your needs. That's being shown to us in Revelation chapter 5. From the midst of the throne... Who he was as Jesus is present. That's the operation of the Lamb. From the midst of the throne, who he is as Christ is exposed. The operation that is now being coordinated between earth and the economy of heaven are being expressed by the exposure of both the Lamb and the anointing. By what the Lamb did to give us access, forgiveness, and to release the victorious seven spirits of God into the earth. And then that Christ that gave us the spirit of life that is in himself that produces both life and peace so that we know that all things are working together for good to those who love the Lord and that nothing because of this exposure to the seven spirits of God living and developing in our inner man, all of those being expressed in both heaven and earth are moving to meet as the eyes go to perfect the inner man. They began to worship him. And they began to sing a new song. They sang, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals. Now, why? Because he, Jesus Christ, has redeemed us. This is what Revelation said. To God by his blood. He has paid the price with his body to redeem us by his blood. Who did he redeem? Every kindred, every tongue, and every nation. He has made in those nations something great. What did he make us? Kings and priests to God. Now watch. What happened because of this? They reign in the earth. What a thought. They reign. How do they reign? They reign from the inner man out. They reign from the seven spirits of God that have been released into their lives. See, they were beginning to sing this great new song about what had been done. Man had been redeemed, and the seven spirits of God had been released into their inner man. From their inner man now, they could now not only have a relationship, but they could know how God thinks. They could know what God does. They could know how God acts. They could know the entire spectrum of God when they looked into the anointing that was in them. And the economy of heaven became the economy of earth because it lived and dwelled in the inner man. Now man only has to seek it. Now man has to look into that revelation of anointing. He has to look into that revelation of anointing and what happens? It demonstrates out of him. That's exactly what Paul told the church at Corinth. He said I have not come in the natural man But I have come in the spiritual man To demonstrate to you The spirit of God What a revelation The most Productive The most prominent The most important Thing That God Had to protect Was the Darling of the seven spirits of God that were around the throne that were in Jesus Christ because his divine plan for you and me was that those seven spirits of God would train you, would develop you, and the anointing would live in you and that from that anointing you would cast down the devils that attacked your inner man. You would speak out of you a new language. You would have nothing in you that could hurt you. And you would have nothing that came upon you outwardly that would hurt you. And from that presence and that anointing, you would have the word of God confirmed in you as you laid hands on the sick. And they recovered. I'm not done, but I'm finished for tonight. Father, I thank you for the word of God. Minister this in open eyes and open ears as we hear the word of truth. Bless us now, I pray in the lovely name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you will take time to study into it. Let it be a blessing to you. We want to offer you the opportunity to contact us at Mike uh, springston56 at gmail.com ffcma.org and through Family Fellowship Chapel's messaging. We are always thrilled to share the Word of God with you. I pray that your inner man is growing and developing, that you are seeing the new light that is in the Word of God concerning what resides on the inside of you. Jesus is Lord, my friend. God bless you until we meet again.